What's up, nerds? Uh, don't have the core four here tonight. Me and Nickelbean are the only uh, troopers. Still the only two to record in every single episode. We have uh, uh, a very well-known um, fanboy and good friend, uh, Jeremy, recording with us tonight. Say what's up, Big Worm. Well, I want to say I'm a fan. I'm just a good friend to let you get you guys a fuse up. You're a fanboy, for sure. Hey, thanks, dude. And then Someone there's has Nick. to. And Richard, I'm not sure if I count as being here for every episode, considering I get booted from probably half of them now. That happens. So we already had some technical difficulties tonight, 17 seconds into the episode, and we're hoping that uh, nothing goes wrong. We're almost a minute in now, and things are uh, smooth sailing. Now that I say that, it'll be like our waitress at Sunnyside, and everything will be fucked up. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, kind of a different episode this week. It'll be draft-related, but for all you fantasy football lovers out there, we will be talking where players are going, where you hope they might go, and how that relates to fantasy drafts, specifically dynasty fantasy drafts, as the three of us are all in multiple dynasty leagues together. One we just started last year, so it's pretty fresh. Um, and then the other were, what, four five seasons in? This will be our fifth season coming up. I also admittedly said I was quitting that league uh <laughs> in a previous episode but uh that was just me being a little fuck, bitch fuck you bitch stick it out i'm just kidding yep. Love you. here i am there's a two-time it is what talking. it is you want to make uh you want to make a bad trade with me again i sure do thanks appreciate it <sighs> all right so yeah so obviously the draft the the nfl uh 2021 draft is coming up in uh in cleveland uh, the mistake on the lake, as I like to call it, um, in a couple weeks. So okay. it used to be a prospering is, town, Richard. <laughs> the mistake on the lake, baby. Hashtag that shit. <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking about players at least around the first two rounds before we start to not know who they are because we don't delve too deep into drafts like this. But uh, we'll talk wide receivers, running backs. Uh, possibly a few tight ends, and then we. I can would also, also say go in the quarterbacks. As far as fantasy's concerned, once you get past the first few rounds, you aren't really looking at a guy like, yeah, I really, really want him in fantasy. That makes sense. And I mean, you never know. You think about unless he lands in a perfect situation. Let's say sure. like James Robinson last year he wasn't even drafted, right. starting running back. Exactly. So and what, back. Uh, uh, again, we're not even going to delve too deep into it because you have no idea if those guys could be studs or if they could literally be on waivers in actual football three weeks after the season starts. So um, how do you guys want to do this? You want me to just start naming players and no. uh, kind of where you, Who do you like? Where do you want to see? What, what start... I, with the Bengals. Does a guy okay. go to the Bengals? You know, since that's our hometown team, that you would like to draft in fantasy if he went to the boys. 
Right. Well, and then the biggest thing we need to do here, like I have a, a Bengals wide receiver on my team already. So I'm going to just kind of like throw my team out the window. Uh, just because like, it's like, why would I have another Bengals player, wide receiver, tight, tight end, whatever. If I already have one, you just don't, you know, we're, we're goofy about having multiple players hey, from a team. Sure. You never know. Uh, right. But uh, the the two the, the obvious name that is being thrown out there is Jamar Chase, and he's not going to go in the top three picks, as far as we know. Uh, we have no idea what uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to do. But if Jamar Chase falls, well, not falls, if he goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, how how do you view him as a draft pick in your in our dynasty football league? I think he can instantly be viewed as at least a probably top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. Yep, I agree. Out of, out of anybody, because I think he's automatically our number one. Um, This is crazy. Most people don't think it because he ended up with like 500 yards last year. I read the other day, AJ Green was 26th in the NFL in targets last year. Well, that's having him crazy. in fantasy. Crazy. I I know that he got the ball a lot. It, it's just him and Joe Burrow just could not find a connection. Well, that's because um, AJ Green couldn't get open or catch the ball. Yeah, he's older. He's it's hard for him to find separation. But I like where you're going with this, Nick, because like one, like it's it's a it's a rare, like a uh, rare circumstance where it's a guy who might be the best wide receiver in the draft, like a, a future AJ Green or a Julio Jones or something along those lines. But he's already played with Joe Burrow, so the value of that already good receiver goes even higher you would think um by playing with the quarterback that he's played with before and they won a national championship together and it wasn't like they slouched their way to it they were pretty impressive in doing what they did to get there yeah exactly um the other thing is the nfl's really changed in the way that they kind of operate back in the day a guy would come in and you'd be like, you have to learn all the system. You have to know your blocking assignments. Now it's, this is your route. Go run it. They're changing to a college style play calling. They're trying to make it easier. They're adjusting to the players they have instead of forcing their scheme and schematics and whatever onto the players. So that way, like last year, like five receivers who were rookies, I think, had over 800 yards. Which, if you go back through history, it doesn't happen. So, sure. Like, I think NFL coaches and whatever, they're trying to make it easier. Hey, we got this stud guy instead of burning it out on him out on scheme let's just tell him to go out there and play right so so like a player like lamar jackson is is a perfect example of the ravens going we're going to build our football team around 
Lamar Jackson's strengths. And it's obviously worked. And a guy who wasn't very, uh, uh, he wasn't a great passer. Um, he uh, wasn't uh, very accurate. That's the word I'm trying to find. I'm an idiot. Um, they found ways to incorporate him running the ball and then uh, their own run game to take play action and turn it into wide open receivers, which obviously has helped Lamar Jackson's passing game. So I see what you're saying where they're trying to adapt more towards the players instead of taking players in and saying, learn this scheme. If you don't learn the scheme, then whatever, I guess we're fucked. So I see what you're saying there, Nick. Uh, Jeremy, I want to play something fun with you. We'll try to, maybe we'll try to do this with a lot of the players. So, so Nick kind of made, made the point, uh, or we, we were kind of talking for Jamar Chase to the Bengals. So say, blah, 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 we take somebody else. Jamar Chase falls past the Cincinnati Bengals. Tell me where you th- would like him to land, where it's very advantageous for you to pick him in a dynasty draft. Um, not much farther past us, like uh, Detroit. I think, I think Detroit to, is the farthest he falls. Yeah, but if he goes to Detroit, he he's the only one there, so he's going to get as many targets as he can get. And that makes sense yeah. because he's 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 but basically again, becoming the number one, right? Yeah, yeah, and it on, also on a team that just lost what, our number one. It also depends what um, Atlanta does and Miami does. I mean, Miami might take him, and then he becomes the number one for Miami. Right. So, but, but, so but my much, question. But then, how much faith do you have in Tua? I would rather him go to Detroit, where Jared Goff can actually somewhat throw a ball. We haven't seen anything out of Tua yet, so. But it, I, don't, I, I don't. So I don't think it matters where he lands. If I would I still take him, don't like him as much in Miami. I like him, no matter where he goes. Agreed. I think he's a star, no matter where he goes. Miami is where I don't want him to go. Sure. So, and then, and that was that was the basis of the question is like where where does he need to go? Maybe in the top ten picks where you're like, oh, maybe I would love to draft him because he could be a stud in the system for the next decade. Like Detroit you know, is Detroit is is a is a dumpster the best fire fit. Yeah, yeah but, but they did have they Megatron. Had... Look at Megatron. Look how he turned out. Don't have a, he was you good. Have to have a, be on a good team. And Kenny Galladay was good oh, and not as talented as Jamar Chase, I think. Megatron, obviously, stud. If Chase goes to Detroit, he gets 150 targets a year and he's going to be a stud. Yep, agreed. I gotcha. Okay. I think the first, I, I, like, like you said, Nick, I think the first year he's top 25. Uh, but in the I future, mean, you're looking at a top five receiver. I know a opinion. lot of people aren't very high on him right now, but a couple of years ago, uh, Jared Goff had three 1,000-yard receivers. So if you only got yes, one he stud, he could, he could go off. Right on. Okay. They so. have uh, TJ Hawkinson to take some coverage away. I mean, there's still other guys that he's not going to be blanketed on every play. So. They certainly yeah, have a lot of running backs. 
too many yeah, running backs. It, it, it could be interesting to to see what happens in Detroit now that Jared Goff is is uh is running that offense, and I guess we'll find out. And they obviously need a playmaker, so that's why we're seeing uh okay. wide receiver for Detroit in the first round. Well, let's talk uh, about some of the other wide receivers. That's, then cause... that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna move on to uh, uh let's maybe a a, a Devonte Smith. Okay, where do you like he's, for him? Do you like him pretty... in Detroit if Miami goes Chase? Well, that's the big thing with this is we can speculate like where does this Chase well, go here? That's then, what I'm saying. That where do you, the... where do you like him? I uh, I so so in Mel Kuyper's latest Smith mock draft. Falling? No, I I I see the I see the big run on quarterbacks to start the draft, and I don't think the top three wide receivers make it very further past the uh, the those picks because I think that these these three wide receivers are all pretty uh, transcendent talents that are gonna. I think Waddle is going to fall and probably needs to fall, but I, I think that might just be me. Oh, apparently it's Jeremy I too. I got you. um. I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to start with Henry Ruggs, who was Waddle before Waddle. Sure. He was by far the worst wide receiver picked early last year, even though he was the first one taken. Um, you can go back even further to a guy like John Ross, who's similar profile. Or... Brashad Perriman. The NFL draft is littered with guys like Waddle who are the burner, the spread guy. They can be useful, but they can also burn you in fantasy. And since we're talking about from a fantasy perspective, Waddle might end up being a good player, but I don't think he gets more than 70, 80 targets a year which is not useful for fantasy. Well, and that is the big thing with like a Devontae Smith and a, and a Jalen Waddle. They're both kind of undersized receivers. You, and like you said, you don't see them getting high no, volume. I, I see Smith getting high volume. Smith profiles as a one to me. I just worry about him getting injured. I gotcha. Um, Waddle is, is the burner. He's like, he's, he's the, the guy the that it's, guy. he's expected to get two catches for 100 yards, maybe two TDs. Right. That worked a and lot that's... in college. That's not going to work right. a lot in the NFL. I Plus, gotcha. it's not something you want from a fantasy perspective. I mean, look, and, and... look at Ruggs. Ruggs was drafted to be a one. He didn't get one looks. Right. I'm I'm also one of those people when drafting in fantasy that I'm not I try to avoid the that boom bust guy that uh your typical like a Deshaun Watson or no, De, uh Deshaun Jackson, somebody like that. That's where like Waddle he could is. get you a bi- he could get you a big game. He could he could have four catches for hundred and thirty yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, I mean, and that's huge. I, but I he would... can also get you two catches for sixteen yards and so I I just try to avoid those guys would, because they are so boom bust. I would say your Waddle comparable in the NFL right now that's at least somewhat successful would be Will Fuller. Yeah. And he's he doesn't profile as a 
top 20 wide receiver to me. Yeah. So. I, I mean, those you. guys, those guys are nice to have on your bench to like fill in for bye weeks or. Yeah, they're great bye week fill-ins in fantasy. That's true. Well, other than that, other than that, they're, they're not a guy that you want, you want to start every week. And that's nice to have if, if your teams are stacked like you two D-bags, but not all of us are just like, let's, let's stash Jalen yeah. Waddle. Yeah, not everyone Bunch has of a-holes. But uh, so, so Devontae Smith is, is projected to go to the Carolina Panthers, which makes sense um, if they really do believe in, uh, if, the, if the Panthers really do believe in Sam Darnold as their quarterback of the future, why not go get him? A number one wide receiver. Um, I don't think he'll be the number well, one. Well, you could argue that they already have a one, maybe yeah. okay. two okay, ones. So, sure, which is even better. And because isn't that what they've complained about with Sam Darnold for well, years that he never what, had help around him, and now he has DJ Moore and Devontae Smith. Here's what I would if he goes there. Go and with, he has Robbie Anderson uh, for yeah, Carolina. Yeah, for sure, I'm either probably taking. O line defense, or I'm trading back, or trade up and get try to get pits. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I like that, but I think somebody else is coming at you with a stronger offer than Carolina is giving I, you. I agree. I agree. Um, see, I don't. I'm not sure Atlanta needs pits. Atlanta might just take pits. Because he's that good. I don't think they will. Um, I think they'll eventually end up trading back. Yeah, I think they trade back, but I think whoever trades up, that Kuiper muck draft has Miami trading up over the Bengals yeah. yep. to take yeah. pits. Um, the idea is more in that system that he would play as a wide out. I think he lines up. I mean, he lines up everywhere. That's the beauty of Kyle Pitts. Um, I kind of hope he doesn't go to Atlanta because I'm not sure if you got enough targets. Yeah, there's too many weapons there. They have two ones. You throw Kyle Pitts in there. Their third receiver's not bad either. So it's like Kyle Pitts is a guy that I want to get Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller type targets. Well, and that's the I. That's the thought behind behind him because they they say that he's literally like the most gifted athletic tight end to come out of the draft in the past 10 plus years so uh which we can shift our attention that way i just didn't didn't know if you guys wanted to finish on where where maybe you'd like to see Devonte smith go or we can transition to to kyle pitts well, that was the next player I we're mean, going to talk about now we can talk about whoever free will it richard i feel you kind of you kind of got to talk about him together because you got a debate like oh where who do you think someone's gonna where? go i hear you i so, just don't want to get that's too, what i'm saying if you throw them together congested. and then you you land on the landing spot for them i hear you. i'm just trying to i'm trying to keep it less congested as to be honest i don't want any of the wide receivers from alabama so i can care less where they land i either i think there's other receivers down that could be more productive Okay. But Who's Devontae the guy Smith, you like, Jeremy? Uh, I like a guy. He's, he's going to go later, but he, he's a smaller dude. Uh, Rondell Moore. 
Okay. And I think he could do everything. I think he could be. He's going to be a great slot. He's not going to be the guy that's going to that's going to be the burner. Going to give you the big plays. He's going to be a more of a catch and run after the after the catch. And I think he's going to get a lot of targets wherever he goes. Would rather him go somewhere like where would I say Green Bay. Green, Green Bay, Bay would be perfect. I don't think, uh, yeah, Green Bay would actually would be would be a perfect place for him. Right, right now Washington, they have him Washington going. Washington want to be bad. Yeah, but, right now they have him going sixtieth to the New Orleans Saints. Um, but like, I, I like where you're, where like Nick's heads at. It's like if if a player like that goes to Green Bay, why wouldn't you go out and try to draft a guy who's catching the ball from Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but how many targets do you think I mean, he's going to get? Yeah. I mean, it's, Rem- it's remember old school Randall Cobb. I think that's what you're looking at with that type of player. Yeah, yeah, and and you you but, said how many targets is he going to get? Sometimes it's not about the amount of targets; it's about the targets you're getting from Aaron Rodgers as opposed to the quality over. <laughs> right, right. The quality over quantity for sure. Yes, I can I, I can see that. The, sure. It's, he, he's he's going to end up being a real nice flex guy. I don't think year one you're going to be hoping that he's you're going to slap 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 him into your number two wide receiver role, but I think he could be a, a solid flex guy. Yeah, um, Richard, where, you like one of these you... other deeper wide receivers? Sorry, Jeremy, what were you no, going to say? I was going to say what 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 team you that you think needs a receiver would be best for a rookie receiver to produce the most out of besides green Bay. Cause of course, green Bay needs it all of all the other teams who needs a receiver that you think will produce. Well, and, and, and that was one thing I wanted to bring up. Well, kind of. It's if just, it's oh. chase, then the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, the, that's we're, we're biased in that, in that situation. But a lot of times you think about like these players that want to get drafted high because they want to make more money. But you think about the players that really that, that succeed more are te- are players that like sometimes fall, but go to a good situation and a good team. So like you you think about if if, if like you you guys said if Jalen Waddle slips down further down into the draft and he lands in in a good situation like I, I if he ends up with the Baltimore Ravens. Like I know 27 yeah. is, is super far down. And I just literally talked about uh, Lamar not being the most accurate passer, but like the Baltimore Ravens is a good situation and a first round draft pick who most of the time has, uh, you know, a lot of weight on his shoulders feeling like he has to go help out a team. If a, if a really, really good player can go to a really good team and just feel like another one of the guys and just go out and do his thing. Like, I really feel like that helps the player overall. Um, So like, like, kind of like Joe Burrow last year where he got put in the number one, number one overall pick and people were just like comparing him to Tom Brady. Like that's a lot of pressure. Whereas if, you know, the quarterback that gets drafted in the third round, like a, like a Russell Wilson, who's just like, I'm just going to walk on and try to make the team or whatever. And then he becomes a stud. There's a lot less pressure doing that. So um, I know Baltimore needs a wide receiver. They truly need a number one, but they're drafting at twenty-seven. So if they don't, if they don't move up in the draft, I don't think they're going to go get 
one of those top guys. I think they're all going to be gone at that point. But I could see if a good wide receiver, which they have Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU, going to Baltimore. I think that if the right receiver goes to Baltimore, I think that that would be a good pick um, just with all the weapons they have there. Um, and if they start to spread the ball out a little bit more, I know they're run first. If they start to spread the ball out a little bit more, you, you could kind of believe in one of the receivers going there. That, that, I, was, the team, that was the team I was thinking of is Baltimore. I, I see a receiver like going there, where you guys up. are going there, but considering the scheme, I no, don't that's, that's why, see. That's why I brought that up. There's I don't see to it. the one that we're looking for. There's just not going to be targets. Baltimore wants to pass the ball 20 times a game. So. No, I hear yeah, you. But I mean, You're, at the moment, they really don't have anyone to throw to. I mean, Hollywood Brown well, can't they, get open, it seems like. Well, they I run mean, the ball Mark, and they dominate. They, dominate they want to run three tight end sets. Yeah, right. I guess you see that. But it'll be nice to ha- if they had a number one that like you can actually rely on in a fantasy. Yeah, uh, that's why I think that I like the Terrence Marshall there over a Waddle. Terrence Marshall's got that six three two ten build that you go up and get the ball. Teams like to see in a one, like a Julio Jones type. Now, not as big, obviously, but. Sure. Um, I mean, I just see, well, I, I, for some reason I can't get over Waddle being like Ruggs or Ross or, but there has to be a reason why he's talked about is going in the top 15. I guess it's the same reason why those other guys went in the top 15 because that helps a NFL team more than it helps a fantasy. Like we think about it as like, Oh, you're drafting a wide receiver in the top 15 of a giraffe. He should be your number one receiver. Like that's the way I see drafting a wide receiver, but a guy that spreads the field and takes away coverage makes the safety float over the top, he can be just as valuable not getting any catches. Right. But just running deep. <laughs> and yep. and you Spread know that you field. have to account for that guy, right? Because he's so quick. You can't teach speed. So um so yeah, there's a lot of reasons why certain guys would go certain places, but they don't always fit for us from a fantasy perspective. And someone's going to draft Jalen Waddle within the first round of our fantasy draft. That'll be my, that's my guess. But uh, you don't know if you're going to get that, that first round production, which, you know, dynasty leagues are fucking goofy anyways. You never know if you're going to get production or if you, if you hold on to them for two years, that's when you might finally get production. So, um, but I would like to, uh, to, we, we, we talked about the receivers. We kind of touched on Kyle Pitts. Um, I think all three of us can can agree that in a fantasy draft that like one of the biggest uh needs biggest wants in fantasy is running backs. You always want to have a plethora of running backs. You want to have those guys that get 20 to 25 carries and that that get the bulk of the work, don't have a run uh, you know a backup coming back coming in all the time taking any of the touches. Um there is a few running backs going in this draft. 
Uh, only one really that is kind of projected in the first round. The others, the others are like fringe first, second rounders. Um, so I didn't know if you guys wanted to delve into that conversation a little bit. Absolutely, Richard. You know, my running back number one in my eye. Yep, this, for sure. This, well, that's this the stretch is so deep drafts. with wideouts that I think some people kind of forget about the running back. And also running back is becoming way less valuable as far as early draft picks in a real NFL situation. Right. Teams aren't going to spend a top 10 pick on a running back anymore. I don't think it, it'll ever happen again. Unless you get some guy that's just absolutely insane. But Too good, oh, wait, right. here we are. Travis Etienne, he's got speed. He was an every down back. He can catch the ball well. He broke every ACC running record there is. Oh, look, he's not even projected to go in the first round. Because that's he's where the NFL is yeah. at running back right now. He's projected the top of the second round. But yes, correct. He's. It just just running back is just not valued any, anymore. And even though what a couple years ago we watched, and and obviously Saquon Barkley is a, a different breed of human. Uh, he went uh, very high. Uh, we've seen Leonard Fournette go super early. We watched uh, oh, Christian McCaffrey went top ten. Uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott went. He top went 10. four. Yeah, so but, so so recently, wider or running backs have gone early in NFL drafts, but it doesn't always. It's just just the 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 life expectancy of running back as a position. You just it's just like the the bell cow isn't. It's becoming less and less of a you, thing. You aren't going to spend a top ten pick on a guy that lasts four years. Correct. You, but yeah, by by time you're you're gonna pay him his big contract, he's already he's already passed his his life expectancy as a running back. So with that being said, let's talk about running backs that we're gonna draft and trade after three years. Let's start with Najee Harris. Jeremy, where where do you where would you like to see him go? And and I, I kind of like that we're getting deeper in the draft because now you can kind of get get fun with it maybe say somebody trades up to get him or he goes late in the first round you can kind of get weird with any team pick a team that you think that he might fit in and and exceed and, and excel in that offense also a team that needs a running back as well well i'm gonna go straight off of mel kipper mel kiper's uh mock draft and he hasn't projected at Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers need a running back. I would hate to see it because I don't want to. I don't want to watch the Bengals <laughs> play against them twice a year because I think he is pretty studly. But I think he'll be a great fantasy option. He's either him. It's going to be. There's going to be. I think three running backs in this class that should be drafted high, and I'm not sure who should go first or not. Yeah. I like I like it, I like him. I like Travis, Etienne, whatever you want to call that guy. Etienne, and then Javante Williams from North Carolina. Okay. I I read now, up on his pro day and I heard he he, he crushed his pro day and it's uh yeah. But the Steelers <sighs> and the Dolphins, I think, will be two big spots 
that need a running back that could produce right away because they really don't have a number one running back yet. Right. And 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 my big question, uh, and I'll throw this James to you, Connor is, is now it, an Arizona Cardinal. Right, right, right. So yeah, and I don't think Pittsburgh had any intentions of re-signing Connor, and Arizona only signed him for one year, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a a make it or break it kind of year for him. Um, Nick, do you see Najee Harris being like the next Josh Jacobs, or do you see it less, or do you see more? Najee Harris is gonna be a stud where i worry about him though is the mileage that's already on him he got tons of touches for alabama um but like he's a bruiser but he can also catch the ball he's like derrick henry with hands his skill set is I mean, he's not as powerful, obviously, as Derrick Henry. I feel like nobody is, but he's still gonna be a pretty, pretty hard guy to bring down. Um, maybe like a faster James Robinson is a better comparison. Um, so I'm not like you know reaching for like the top of the running back tier, but I think historic. I think ten years ago, Najee Harris might be a top ten pick. Right, I can see that. I can, I, I can well, see any of these three, depending on where they go. Um, that's also why I like Javante Williams because he has low miles. Because they also had um Michael Carter in the same backfield, and he's the fourth projected running back from this draft. So when you got two guys like that, um. You know he has a little less touches on him, so he's going to be probably fresher. Um, And that's kind of what you want to see, at least from a fantasy perspective. Because you want, if you're drafting a guy in fantasy, you want to see him get 250, 300 touches. Right. And NFL teams now, that's what they're doing. They're drafting a guy and they're giving him those touches his first three years in the league, and then they're kind of like, "Ah, eh, we'll see you later." Right. Well, that 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 was the big thing with Josh Jacobs, and that's why he was valued so high in one of our our dynasty drafts a couple years ago. Is you knew when he got drafted, and he went to the he went to the Raiders. Uh, I feel like he could have went to any team, and he was going to be the first pick in our draft. Because you knew that that guy was going to be the guy on first, second, and third down. Um, so, and, and and there's there's no why why don't why wouldn't you take him? We just talked about you want that guy that's not going to lose touches to other guys. Um, so my question is maybe outside of Najee Harris, who maybe might be one of those guys, do we think any other running back this year could get drafted and maybe just instantly become? The bell cow for that team. All three of the guys Jeremy named are going to be that. Yep. Okay. Okay. And they're, they're, they so, all so. profile as that. Um, like I said, Travis Etienne broke pretty much every ACC running back record. He absolutely 
profiles as a number one running back in the NFL. He's not as bruisey. He's not as big, but he's going to get 15 to 25 touches a game. A team's a team, the team that's going to spend that pick on him is he's, he's, but the problem is they're projecting him to go to the Jets. Well, that's I what I just Ad- wanted to bring Adam up. Gase isn't there anymore. But, but no matter I hate, what, I hate the situation. I hate him that's, going to the Jets. That's, that's a big thing for fantasy is we see a, a great player go to a team like the New York Jets, who have just kind of been just bad offensively the last few years. Like you don't want to draft Jets players. It's just the way it is. And and we all know that anybody who's listening knows that. So like he goes to the Jets, you hesitate to draft him. Is there a team maybe he might slip two, three, four, five, six picks, or maybe even get drafted earlier that makes you think, I'll take this dude in the first round of a dynasty draft. Miami, Atlanta. Yeah, if Eddie N goes to Miami, absolutely love it. Yep. Um, I guess Atlanta also picks. Yeah, Atlanta picks early in the second round. Um, so Mel has pick. him. Mel has him going defense, right. um, which makes sense. Um, Atlanta's defense has been pretty rough lately, so. Really? Uh, Javante Williams is a little bit bigger than Eddie N, so maybe Miami wants that. Maybe they profile him a little more toughness. Um, I think they're all really, really good players. I think they all profile as number one running backs. Um, the other team that would interest me might be Philly. I know they have Miles Sanders, but like a lot of people aren't that high on Miles Sanders. So Yeah, I can I see gotcha. that. But I just don't know where else he goes. I'm trying I'm I'm looking at teams. I'm trying to think of like they don't need a running back. They don't need a running back. The Bills, maybe, at 30? Uh, no, they it, just spent was... high picks on a running back, but I've seen them projected to get a running back because what people say is neither of their current guys really do the one job. Right. Yeah, the, the, uh, but that's another one of those situations where it's just like, watching the Bills last year, like, if they were on the one yard line, I never thought they were going to get a rushing touchdown. Like Josh Allen was either going to be the one who scored that rushing touchdown or he was going to throw the ball. I but think... at the same time, they don't have solid running backs. So it, that would be a beautiful marriage in my mind. If you could see a Travis Etienne or even a Najee Harris fall to the Buffalo Bills, because I think that is one of the few pieces that they need maybe to, to compete. Uh, even further into the uh, into the NFL playoffs, so I I like your thought with uh, running back for the Bills. 
I think also that uh, the Bills are going to start looking at, hey, we're about to have to give Josh Allen a big contract. Do we really want him getting goal line carries? Like, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, he he got hurt a couple times down there by the goal line. He he doesn't get carries down there anymore. And when you when you got a star and he's getting paid a lot of money, you don't really uh put him in situations where he could get hurt easily. Right. No, I hear you. Uh, but I, w- really what it is, is, I don't think there's a whole lot of like designed runs for Josh Allen. I think once the play breaks down, I really think that that's when he truly does turn into that running quarterback. And he's still a big dude, but he obviously needs to take care of his body. And it, it, being on the one-yard line, maybe you go get a, a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris, and you can trust your running back to take care of uh, – certain plays near the goal line instead of asking your quarterback to do everything. But I feel uh, like the Bills I've, the Bills would rather I think the Bills would either go Harris if Harris is there or Williams over at Knee because uh, they I don't think he's I don't you don't think he projects as a goal line carry back. He's yeah. He's, he's smaller, I don't think he has but, the power he's a home run well guy. that's what I'm saying. But they already have Zach Moss and he's a power guy. So the shifty receiver speed guy is, I think, a better fit. And then they just move on from Devin Singletary, who never really panned out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we've talked. Uh, we, is there any other kind of running backs by receivers you guys want to talk about in the draft? I mean, there's a ton of receivers, but we can talk all night about all these. I mean, the receivers are so deep, it's insane. There's a couple more running backs, like Kenny Gainwell, that could get significant touches. Um, there's always a dude that falls in drafts that running back-wise gets touches right. and significant ones. Obviously, like James Robinson last year wasn't even drafted and was a starter. There's always a guy that comes in and just impresses the team so much in camp that they they use him. Yeah. I, I, I think we've kind of established, though, that when it comes to drafting players in Dynasty, you really want that guy to fit into a certain scheme you you want those good players to not go to those just inept offenses because that kind of you you kind of deflect those players because like if a player goes to the jets you're like "Mm, i don't i I don't i don't know if i want to draft and you you pass up on players like that just because you kind of know how certain teams have ran their offenses over the past few years so I think that's what we've kind of really focused in on is like we hope that certain players go to good situations that makes it so that they're uh, uh, more enticing to draft when we do our our, our dynasty draft uh, in about August or September. One guy, one guy that'll probably go third round area, Chuba Hubbard, 
Jeremy's boy. Yes. Yeah. Canadian. He had he had <laughs> over almost twenty one hundred yards rushing and another like twenty five to thirty catches two years ago, the last full season of college football. So average six point four yards a carry, over twenty TDs, six foot two hundred and ten pounds, so not like that slight. Um he's definitely a guy I could see getting a starting job. He's also a guy I could see getting drafted by a team and barely used, but sure. It's going I mean obviously it's going to be how much a team likes him in camp, but he's definitely a guy that could show off. And he's shown he can carry a heavy workload and put it for big yardage too. I hear you. All it, right. It all it it really all depends on who, what running backs drafted to where. Because I mean, like a a good running back could go somewhere with another running back. Then he's splitting carries, and that's not someone you want to draft in a in a dynasty league. You want a bell cow. So like, hell, Harris can go somewhere and split carries with someone, and you're like, well, don't want him anymore because who wants a guy that's only getting ten carries? Right. Yeah, you could end up like Jeremy and trading up for the one pick to draft CEH. And I'm not really doing much later in the season. Ouch. Yeah, it, it hurt. But hey, you know what? It's a risk you take. Well, hey, I, I who also, knows? He I also could get think... 20 carries a game this year. Yep. I also think the day of the bell cow is is coming to an end. Like. Because because running backs take such a beating anymore, that there's a reason there's two or three of them on each team. So, um, we 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 love our running backs when it comes to fantasy, um, and there's always still those few guys that'll always be there, but they're they're few and far between these days. Uh, but one thing I wanted to do, I know we're getting deep into this. We we've done a good good amount of talk between wide receivers. We talked about Kyle Pitts. We did our few running backs. I want to do a little uh, number five overall pick with you guys, and I want your perspective on what you think we should do. Uh, I know Nick has talked about it, but maybe things have changed. I know we've, me and you talked over text message, and maybe you've changed your view. So I kind of want both of your guys' views on what we should do with the number five overall pick. Let's just say the first four picks are quarterbacks, and we have our choice at whoever we want. I want to know who you guys think we take. Uh, Jeremy, you want to go ahead? Then we'll move to Nick. Um, I want us to take Jamar Chase. I want us... Um, I think it's easier to find starting good talent, especially in this class, on the line that can help protect Joe Burrow in the second round than find somewhere even close Jamar Chase that will open up the field, spread the field, and be the number one receiver that the Bengals do really actually need. And I think once you get Chase in there, you'll chase Higgins and Boyd, and then you get a tackle or a guard in the second round. You'll be able to protect them, give them enough time. Chase will get open quick enough. They have that rapport, and um, I just think it just makes makes sense. And I... I don't have faith in Penny because what um what conference was he blocking for? 
it's not the best conference. So it's like, yeah. do you actually really trust them? Yes, absolutely. They, they they said, I, I heard something today that said he's like literally the best offensive line prospect in a very long time. But no, I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. And I like, I like what you said about Jamar Chase. And that's what makes this, this decision so difficult is because the, the the guys that we're really looking at are all some of the best talents to come out of the draft in a long time. And we have a, cho- we have a choice to pick one of them, but we, obviously we can't have all three of them. So, so uh, it, it, it is what it Richard. is. Yeah. Who, who was one of your uh, favorite Bengal players? One of my favorite Bengal players? Ocho Cinco. You liked Ocho, Ocho Cinco, right? Then we should draft yeah, Devontae Chad. Smith because he's the Jam- exact no, same guy. Uh, I guess kind of, but I feel like Jamar could be better than Ocho Cinco. I mean, Ocho Cinco oh, was great. No one can be better than Ocho Cinco. But he dude. could be better. Even better. Even uh, better than uh, AJ Green was. Chad. And. I Chad like Johnson young receivers a, growing up together. Yeah. Young Chad, receiver yeah. and young quarterback growing up together. I think it works out perfectly. Chad Johnson was a different kind of talent than say like like a like a Julio Jones or an AJ Green, but like Chad Johnson was that guy or Ocho Cinco that just made it so fun to just watch the Bengals play football because he was that dude that was like a his character. A, a ten year old kid out on the field just having a great time. And I loved watching it. That's why he'll always go down as one of my favorite Bengals. I hear you. But Jamar could be better. I, if we draft him, I hope he is. I, I My big thing is I just want whatever pick we take at five to make our team that much better. So, um, Nick, how, how are you feeling? What, what do you think we should do with the five number five pick if four quarterbacks go in the first four picks? Well, I'm still torn. I've I've been pretty close to Team Penny the whole time. Um, athletically speaking, he profiles as a completely dominant offensive tackle. Um, he's still got a little bit of development. But I think that with his physical skill set and his ability that he's shown in college, um, that he could be an all-pro offensive tackle and suit. So, and I also think that's the Bengals' biggest need. But on the other hand, Kyle Pitts is so unbelievably freakishly athletically talented hand speed size catching radius run after catch tight quarters catching end zone first downs every single thing you could possibly want in a receiver his position says tight end but he's going to line out wide or in the slot probably 80% of the time for whatever team drafts him. He profiles as a slightly slower Calvin Johnson with maybe better hands. 
So just that rare of a player would be so hard to pass at five for me. So I'm kind of leaning pits now because tight end isn't a deep position. There's maybe one more guy that'll go in the top two rounds. Um, and I love Jamar Chase. I'm not going to complain one bit if the pick is Jamar Chase. Like I said, I think he's instantly a top 20 wide receiver in the league. Um, but I also think it hurts the value of both Boyd and Higgins at the same time. Whereas if I think you draft Pitts, you're just increasing their value while getting what you need from a receiver. Jamar Chase is going to make flashier plays than Pitts, I think. He's going to have some 80-yard touchdowns. But I think Pitts overall is what the Bengals need from a receiver more than Chase. I can dig it. And I like the points. So so you kind of made a point for uh, Penesol and Kyle Pitts. Obviously going in the direction of Pitts. And then Jeremy made a very good case for Jamar Chase. Uh, I think in the grand scheme of things, and we've already talked about this before, if, if those three players are on the board when we pick at five, if, and we take one of the three, it's a win. We, 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 yeah, we yeah. can't go wrong. Yes, I so, agree. So we can't go wrong. Um, well, well, we hope we can't go wrong. Well, I mean, yeah. the Bengals aren't really historic traders inside the top ten. We've kind of just stuck to our guns and picked our guy. Um, it's fucked us before. Um, because it is draft season, there's been a lot of popular what's the worst draft pick in the last 10 years? What's the worst draft pick your team's ever made? And I just, I cannot and probably will not ever get over the John Ross pick. It is what it it's, is, dog. Let it go. It's impossible, though. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was the pick after him. No, I hear you. We we probably I, I've said this before. We probably would have ruined his career if he. It came doesn't here, so. matter. <laughs> we drafted a guy that profiles at best as Deshaun Jackson, who was never a one. He was a burner who got four targets a game and hoped they went for a hundred yards. Well, that's the that, big that's issue. That's who with, we like... hoped we were getting. We hoped we were getting Deshaun Jackson at nine. Right. And then it, a generational quarterback went the pick after. And then two picks after that generational quarterback, despite his current now possible legal issues, another generational quarterback went. And this is also two years post the last good season we had seen from Andy Dalton, a Andy Dalton who had never gotten the Bengals over the hump. So, well, and Andy Dalton that we released two years afterwards. Right. Well, and at the same time, we weren't even looking. I was with you when we made that draft picnic and neither of us were like, we should take a quarterback. So 
hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, yeah, but did you also were, say we should take John Ross? No, now, the the um, pick Nick, after I think Nick and I were looking the Bills. Defense. The pick after the Bills traded to the Chiefs to give the Chiefs the tenth pick. The Bills got an extra first round pick the next draft, and I said, "The fuck can we never make a decision that smart?" I was all about trading the nine to let a team draft, you know, the Mahomes or Watson and then getting that extra pick because the Bengals weren't competing then. They didn't look like they were going to be competing. They, I don't, I don't know. It just bothers me. The pick always bothered me. Sure. And and we can talk about trading it and getting extra draft capital and then the Bengals just screwing that up the next year. You know what I mean? Like that they just they do need but to that, figure something that's out. That's why I'm happy right. this year because the Bengals who typically stick to their guns, assuming they stick to their guns, I believe are going to get a stud. I'm not gonna be sitting there at five when they pick Jamar Chase or Penny Swool or Kyle Pitts and be like, that was a dumb pick. I'm going to be like, this is awesome for this team. For Richard, sure. we all, who do you want them to pick? I, I like, I, I liked all of your guys, both of your views. Um, I don't, I don't have a preference. Um, I lean more towards team chase. Uh, if you would have asked me, Two months ago, it would have been offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. But both offensive line and wide receiver are very, very deep in this draft. So my my big thing is even though I like Jamar Chase being with Joe Burrow, and if that's what he wants, then that's what the Bengals should go get. I love Kyle Pitts in this draft. I think he is just a completely different human being I, I he he has the measurables of calvin johnson and if you could put that person on your team your offense becomes that much better uh i i think that from a red zone standpoint i don't know how you guard him just on an entire field standpoint i don't know how you guard him and then after what i just said about that offensive line and wide receiver are deep we talked about how many players that could go in the second and third round from a wide receiver standpoint where you may not find your number one wide receiver. You could go get another offensive lineman. You could get a good wide receiver to pair with already good T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and uh, Auden Tate. And I think you could have a pretty good offense. And I, and I think Kyle Pitts is literally transcendent. He, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's the next George Kittle. It's the next, uh, Travis Kelsey. So my pick would be Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, like tight I said, ends is somewhat yeah. of a need for us, right? Because I mean, we but, don't like, really have anyone good, but like, like, like we've kind of said over the last few minutes, just talking about this. No matter what they do, if it's one of those three players, we we feel like it's going to be one of those three players. No matter what happens, if they pick one of those three players it's going to be a win for this football team. And this football team will be better going into next season. Agreed. But with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. 
Sound about good? Sounds good to me. Yeah, dude. All right. So uh uh Eric Ball and Sam Kirshner are the pits of this podcast. Oh. And for that, they have Jades. Damn, I'll talk about that next episode. Teaser. Butt stuff. Yeah, butt stuff. Butt stuff. Chase these nuts. <laughs>